Hey everyone, another great show today. We talked about the rise in airdrop farming and airdrops as a whole on both Ethereum and Solana. We talked about the Solana Saga phone reaching new sales of four to $5,000 yesterday and what to make of it going forward. And lastly, we talked about Solana hitting another 2023 high and picking price targets of when to sell and packing your bags for the next cycle. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with Moon Laboratory. You can get 10% off their NFT display using promo code NIFTY10 at moonlaboratory.com. Thanks again and have a great rest of your day. You want to start the show, Clemente? And we're going. Yeah, I just uh, was messaging you there. Uh, but good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the NFT morning show. Today, we are going to discuss airdrop season once again it's back and it's in full swing and how to set yourself up properly for maximum profits in q1 of 2024 we have some nft acquisition rumors on the horizon here we're going to discuss if that means anything could be bodagos it could be bodagos we're going to be talking all about that and why the titled worst phone worst new phone of 2023 is selling for five thousand dollars on eBay. Uh, Nick, before we get started, how is the PPP going? The uh, Can you give the name down again of the PPP? Pooch Prize Plaza, uh, which is not um, to be comparable with the uh, DGOTS points parlor. Okay, so ours is three Ps. There's just twos. There's just PP. And there's nothing similar about the two things. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be very, there are no similarities. Theirs is a raffle. Ours is not. Ours is not a raffle. It's a pooch parlor. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're almost 90% uh, completed with this raffle. Frankly, if the remainder was, uh, was purchased, like, I don't know, in the next hour, then maybe I could move up when the uh, drawing occurs, possibly, but, uh, and maybe tomorrow morning instead, rather than Friday, depending on when this uh, sells out. I think we still keep it for Friday. Okay. Easy disagrees with me. Um, you move it up. Uh, okay. Well, we have two positions here. I think we leave it up to the uh, audience. Okay. Signals now on the, tip the balance back towards Friday. Okay. Friday as well. It's Friday. Locked in. Okay. Oh, yeah. It is a beautiful looking dog, I will say. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it, uh, and I think we should do something something exciting uh, to get this thing uh, get this thing going. Shigan said, "I look locked and loaded today." I have to say, I finally got like a great night's rest last night after last week just dealing with the shenanigans of moving. Uh, so I woke up, I jumped in the lake, I went swimming. You can't do that in New York City. You truly you can. can. Yeah, you have Coney Island. The water's really clean. What are you? What is it called? The Brooklyn River, Nick. What? What's the river? Brooklyn River is crazy. The East River. Oh, that you don't swim in the East River. You, 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 again. This is just reinforces the fact that you never lived in New York. Literally, you never lived in New York. Clemente came here, like dropped in for a couple months, and took over a friend's lease, left, and was just like, "Ah, that's good." Uh, New York's New York. It was a fun visit. Uh, it just destroyed him. He had he couldn't like. I understand, dude. Most people are not made or chalked up for you know living in uh, the stressful situation that is New York. 
I will say, I mean, it's basically the most active city uh, in the country. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to say the world, um, but there, there may be a Brooklyn River somewhere like in a park and someone calls it and there's like someone threw some dead bodies in it sort of thing. Like I could see that being called somebody like, bro, I, dro I dropped the body in the Brooklyn River. And people are like, what? Uh, like I think, the body, I think the bodies are in the Hudson. They're in the Hudson River. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. A test tube, Ted. Yes, I did follow my ex-girlfriend to New York City. That is exactly what happened. And it did not go well. So I moved to, uh, I, I left the country. And uh, no, I'm not live from Pakistan. I'm live from Chile, which is in South America. You, uh, did you follow an ex-girlfriend here? No, she happened to live uh, in New York City. Uh, actually, a few blocks away from. What from a coincidence, Clemente! Oh my god! Uh, but this is not the relationship show. Yes, it is. It is actually. She doesn't live far from you, right? If I remember, she didn't live far, and you saw her once. You mentioned it. I didn't. I didn't see her. I was actually going to, but uh, didn't. Okay, we're not gonna get. We're Hold not. On. Gonna... Let me just share a, a, a corollary story. There, I'm on a call with um, a friend who I hadn't spoken to in years. Called me up. The other day, and I was talking with him about parent life and everything else, and he uh, uh, he was telling me. So his sister in law uh, started dating a, f a mutual friend of ours at his wedding, basically at my friend's wedding, basically. So his that's where they met at my friend's uh, wedding, basically, and they started dating, and it was like a volatile relationship. I mean, he was just he just fell head over heels. She was uh, a famous model, basically. And uh, had everything going for her. She was rich, attractive, well, like she on paper, everything was good. Uh, they were both a lot, uh, like in terms of, uh, and they, they still remained in the state a lot. And when they broke up, she told him, she was like, you need to go get a dog, basically. So he, 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 uh, he gets a dog. He was living in LA at the time, moved back to like DC or something. He, he like travels around. And uh, he's back in L.A. And w w a couple months ago is walking the dog at her dog park with his dog. And she sees him there and is like, are you kidding me? Like, like, what, what's the uh, I don't know. Like, it was it just a coincidence. Was it w was it really? Um, and no, it wasn't uh, Clemente. You know, just like yours wasn't a coincidence. It was intentional, whether conscious or subconscious. Whoopsie poopsie moved to the same city as my ex. Like, right well, dude, she was actually like three blocks away from my apartment. Um, oh my <laughs> <laughs> it's actually weird. My apartment looked into her window. It was like, it was really odd. And uh, I would, I spent a lot of time at home, you know, and uh I, I, I happen to have a, the best binoculars that Amazon could possibly get. <laughs> All right. We're, we're not talking. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Binoculars uh, is crazy. Before, crazy. <laughs> what's before, crazy. People, everyone associates binoculars as a creepy thing. Uh, I own a pair of binoculars, let me tell you. I'm not surprised. I own a pair of binoculars as well. That's surprising. Crazy. There's That's no, surprising. What is, you want to see stuff and you see what's going on. Dude, when the fireworks are going off, I like looking through. You can see the fireworks going on right over there. I don't have any windows to look into right here. I'm just throwing that out. Easy. Oh, Brooklyn River views. Okay. 
That's, that's actually it. I'm looking out at the Brooklyn River right now, and interestingly enough. Uh, I did not. Okay, I do not actually have a pair of binoculars. Uh, but before I give signal the uh, the weather. What order, brand are they? Nikon? Nikon for sure. Uh, we're going to give a quick shout out to our partners at Moon Lab. Uh, they are NFT frame. Nick has one. Shoot. Nick, how, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, Nick has one. Uh, it is perfect to display your ETH NFTs in the highest quality without breaking the bank. It's a 10-inch NFT display. Look at that. Look at that. Woo-hoo. That is absolutely beautiful. Uh, the NFT, like Nick is showing, it can be unplugged. It comes with a battery. It's the only one in the market that has a battery. Look at that beauty. It is the highest NFT display size for or for its size, the highest resolution. They're also coming with a uh, an NFT frame. So if you buy one right now, it'll come with a frame with different rarities and put around it. Nick, go ahead, and, and my, my audio got disconnected. The, so the, the battery is an interesting situation. I don't know how long it'll last. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to unplug it, and we're going to see what the battery is at the end of this show uh, just to do a little test here. Also, keeping on that Max Payne, uh, Nick, because... There will be more burns apparently happening for Max Payne's for other collections in the future. So keep an eye on that one. Make sure you're oh. looking at it all the time. It already pumped once. I think it will pump again. So I, this is actually uh, Max Payne V2 by, I'm blanking on the other artist. I do have two Max Payne's though. Um, I'm blanking on, who's the guy that did the derivative? There, there was like a period. Uh, oh my God. We we can we'll come I up had on one. my podcast on my on the Nifty Nick show back in the day. I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, bottom line is, it is a very nice display. One of the things I do wish, and and I I wonder about with some of these uh, displays, it, it's designed around you having your actual NFTs from your wallet and displaying those, and it uh, links. There's a QR code at the bottom showing uh, that like. Show, showing the uh like the nft that you that uh you own so you can just take the qr code and go to it but like it's it's a monitor for myself you know what i'm saying like so i don't need like part of me just wants to be able to post like photos and videos of my own stuff on the monitor i'm not sure like uh, about the nft that said the integration with this monitor was quite uh, easy setting up i made a little video about it and unboxing uh if you will um, but it, setting it up was pretty easy. You just download the mobile app, connect it to your uh, MetaMask, um, and it syncs all of the uh, NFTs from there, and you just select the ones that you want to put on the screen. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's uh pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I enjoyed it. Do you know how much they retail for, Clemente? At three hundred and fifty dollars, but you can use promo code Nifty Ten for ten percent off at MoonLaboratory.com. And if you're listening on Twitter space, you can just check out that pinned tweet above. And Nick, I believe you're referring to Alpha Centauri Kid, if I'm not yes, mistaken. that's who it is. Yep. Got it. Awesome. Well, shout out to Moon Lab NFT. Go check them out at moonlaboratory.com. Uh, Sig, uh, are you ready for the weather report? 
I was born ready, Clemente. It is Wednesday, December the 20th. That market volume is coming in at 18.6 million. Blurs slightly down to 12.7. OpenSea up a little bit at 5.1. And Solana pulled back a bit to 7.7 million. Onto the market leaders. Well, looking at the top movers, you've got the Pudgy Penguins. They're up almost 10%, back up to almost 11 ETH. The Grapes, they had pulled back hard, but up now almost 50% to 2.5 ETH. Killer Bears almost up to one ETH and Katara World, unfortunately down uh, to 0.18. If we look over the past 24 hours, our number one story is Doodles. They held a call on, in, in, uh, sorry, they held a, uh, a holders call yesterday to discuss the latest developments from their ecosystem. They shared that the co-founders Poopy and Evans will both be taking a step Back with Poopy taking an advisory role and Evan will be taking a leave of absence due to health concerns. Other news included that the camp activation in Chicago is doing extremely well. They have an adult animated short film coming out in 2024. And they also shared that the company currently has seven streams of revenue. Doodles holding almost a two ETH floor. It is over to airdrop season once again. And if you've been around in the space for the last two years, claim that Frame. It is a new network made for creators and collectors. They're doing a point airdrop for users that have bought an NFT on ETH in the last two years. Frame's mainnet is going live next year, January 31st. And the team includes advisors like Lucanet, Ray from Nine Gag, and Dingaling. On to more airdrops, and it was money airdrop for Access Protocol. They announced a 250 airdrop to Solana Saga phones. And more tokens have been teased to airdrop users, sorry, to phone users, uh, causing various sales on eBay in the range of four to 5K. Meanwhile, YouTuber M MKBHD called the Saga phone the worst new phone of 2023. MK, you're killing me, babe. I love you. Absolutely love this guy. But he has actually called it the worst new phone of 2023, saying he wouldn't recommend it at any price. No price at all. And then lastly, Flash Trade, a crypto trading platform, sold out 5,555 NFTs at three sold each, which gives the holders a yield from the platform. They can be levered up through trading and other activities and unlock exclusive access and airdrops. The collection is trading 14 sold, which is a nice little four and a half X from Mint. So well done if you got into that. That is all for the weather report, folks. It is back to you in the studio. 14 sold. That's pretty high. Uh, how do you get the frame XYZ like airdrop points how do you find out what the deal is because i connected to the site and it told me nothing there's a website link and you connect your wallet and then it'll show up they had some uh issues yesterday due to too many people clicking on it so i'm sure if you try again now it'll work the token doesn't drop until next year uh i want to say on the 30th of january maybe 31st so me personally i'm not chasing it right now i just i see like it's, it's and go to governance it's framed or xyz slash yep. governance is what you claim mm -hmm. yep i just found that um, I'm gonna find out how much of this I have. You know, I probably have a ton of it just based on the fact that, you know, hyperactive I'm, trader, ton of royalties paid, ton of volume, I'm, never bag held anything. I'm a big baller. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what happens is uh it I I I tend to uh end up at the top of most airdrops just just as a sheer result of my position, influence, and the way that my the money moves. I, I will say, Nick, you've been dominating Q4, and for me, it's been a terrible Q4. I've just—I think I liked it better when I was doing well, and you weren't, because now it's just—I I have absolutely no ground to stand on uh, this quarter so far. It's been an absolutely terrible. Uh, Bunny, did you claim yours? 
I didn't get to claim it. It, it wasn't working for me yesterday. I just uh, got I it. To do it. How, how much did you spend in royalties, Nick? $20,000 and uh, on this wallet. And uh, I rank in the top 1.14%, which does not make me feel as high up as I would have anticipated. I would have thought the 0.1% would have been more uh, reasonable given just the sheer level of my activity. Easy. You want to flex on us real quick and maybe connect and find out? I'm going to connect right now. <laughs> uh, I've, I think uh, Pranksy spent 1.8 million in royalties. That was the highest I've seen so far. Um, 1.8 million. I saw Cyrus spent 370k. I think was his number, I'm, which I thought was pretty damn high. I'm trying to figure out um, what the deal is with uh, Pranksy. Uh, like his Pranksy's trades yielded positive results in the past, um, like. Uh, like couple of years because he had some incredible trades with punks and then uh, board apes was the big one. Uh, and he was just sweeping the floor on those. He paper handed um, all of them though. He literally paper handed like 770 board apes. It's so crazy. Um, but he also market made it. So like he, at each, each level up. Um, so he, he still, I mean, by paper handed, he still made a lot of money on the, on the board apes. It's just kind of crazy um, what the uh, what the deal was. What like I don't know. Observing his trade since then, um, it, it I just don't see him as often on my timeline. But he is still an active account. So yeah, it's just been an interesting transition there. Nick, how much He's volume been... did you do? How much what volume did you do? It, it only showed me as like three hundred fifty thousand or something. What did you get? Seven hundred eighty k. Damn, so you're in the point what percent? Six. Point six percent. I only got 950 frame. How much frame did you get? Only 1,500. Only 1,500. Oh, I only dominated your number. Well, the highest is 4,500 from what I've seen. Is like the <laughs> Someone's not paying creator royalties. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. That's actually exactly what it is. I paid 56K in uh, royalties. Wait, so, wait not that high. Was that royalties or gas fees? It's royalties. The frame rewards you for royalties, and I don't pay royalties. I have to tweet in order to claim? Yeah, I'm, I just disconnected it from my Twitter. Did you tweet it? Nope. Um, so how did you claim it if you didn't tweet it? I just didn't claim. You can get all the details, okay, and then it goes whatever. to the last tab. I'm going to tweet it right claim. now. I'm going to verify the post, and then, and, uh, and then I'm going to delete the tweet. Got it. Uh, while you're tweeting that, Nick, I'm going to read some stories from the Nifty Daily Digest. You can subscribe to this newsletter at thenifty.com. It's also posted to X, and you can check it out there. Uh, but the first story is that the Grape Coin public sale raised nearly $90 million during their public sale in the last 24 hours, as a token is expected to be launched tomorrow. So heavily oversubscribed. Uh, we broke this process down yesterday. Real quick, easy. What are you expecting for this grape coin launch tomorrow right out of the gate? Do you have a possible market cap in mind that this could go to? Uh, I'd have to look at what meme coin opened up at. I think grape coin sells off extremely hard day one, like to a point where it's probably a buy. Um, meme coin was what, like one and a half bill? I one think so on day one. I think grape could be closer to the 500 million, like four to 600 mil range, like in between there. But I think it sells off really hard to like 280, 300, uh, only to then rebound and push back even higher to maybe 700 is kind of my targets. 
Oh man, I was exit liquidity for uh, for whiff holders. Tell you that much because I added some yesterday. The, the, I just fumbled this trade horribly. Well, dude, Souls at eighty dollars. It's up seven percent. So a lot of meme coin profits are rotating back into Salamos. Dude, let's Com go. Comente, did you get the pre-sale for Grape? Do you know if you I have did. it yet? I did. I got 0.25 ETH in there. So I was I was curious what I should be thinking about doing for that tomorrow. And and Easy's uh thought hiring. Uh just hold it. Like just hold okay. it. You're gonna be in you're gonna be in profit, but don't, in my opinion, don't even look at it tomorrow. Like just wait. Like typically coins and pre-sales, 48 hours after is when it finally makes a top, and then it'll sell off before either it makes a new high. But Grape actually has like a bunch of stuff going on for it. My main concern is like I haven't spent a ton of time to see what the dilutive events are for the games because the games are in Grapecoin, which like technically a free-to-play game that can earn you Grapecoin is a concern because those people are going to be dumping constantly, which to me is like the main thing to keep an eye on. But I think if you got into the pre-sale, sit on it for a couple days, uh, like till Saturday. Usually liquidity on the weekends tends to be slower. Luckily, coins are always moving, but I would just wait. Dude, Solana at 80. Oh, this is a key level. Uh, Huge level. And uh, I'm interested. If it breaks above, is your target 100? Uh, 106. Yeah. So the uh, uh, look at AVAX, by the way. AVAX is going to $60. Like, no hesitation. It's literally wide open air above where we are, right to 60. Uh, right to 60. Yeah. No hesitation. Dude, Don't pass I go. Is this, okay, hang on. Wait, wait. So on Solana and on AVAX, is this before the ETF news or? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think right now, these levels that like, they're setting up nicely right now. I still think the ETF news is going to be a huge sell the news event. Like that is that is the event that we sell off, in my opinion, for a few days, if not a week, maybe even longer. But I want to start buying again more aggressively. Like right now, I just have daily DCAs on right now. I'll stop that on Seoul once we break 100 and only buy red days. I'll stop it on AVAX once we break 100 and only buy red days. But until we get to those levels, I've still been daily DCAing. I'm almost at a full calendar year of daily DCAs. In six days, I'll be a full calendar year. It's so crazy, dude. You 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 crushed that trade. I'm uh I'm DCAing at this point, FOMO style, thousand dollars a day. Um, and uh and I think that um I need to DCA a little more. Bunny's shaking his head like uh, this is gonna be like this is quite the error. Your boy is aiming for millions of dollars. I'm like, we're we're gonna have here's the thing. Everyone always talks about like uh, you know, the project owners taking money out and spending it on stupid things. We don't do that. That's the bottom. We just put line. it all back into Solana. And, 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 and well, it's not just that it's we, uh, what I'm saying is we don't take anything from like, it's, it's not withdrawing from the business. Instead, we have our own profits from trading that we were able to just reinvest, which is a great position to be in. It's not, I'm not going to retire on it, but uh, your boy may buy, <laughs> buy an apartment. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, hang on, we're on this, like, I don't get this whole sell the news event on the ETF thing. I, I, I completely disagree because like, we're, like, we're going to see Bitcoin go up, right? And I know for a fact, I'm going to get my normie friends being like, huh, why is Bitcoin up so much? And this is the moment that everybody is like, yeah, I should have been buying Bitcoin. And that's when people start buying Bitcoin. I don't, I don't really get this sell the news narrative going on on Twitter anymore. I just think that there'll be more news event it will be talked about more and it will bring a, a like awareness to the mainstream like we just saw uh i think about two weeks ago when we had that pump why like why is this a sell the news event narrative the one thing i will say is it is interesting from a volatility standpoint because i'm assuming that it introduces a new channel for shorting 
and so there's a bunch of positions that can be taken on a spot ETF, and that trickles into ultimate trades with on on Bitcoin. And so uh, I could see, to Easy's point, uh, serious pullbacks. But my 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 take is it's actually just going to contribute to volatility. Um, so we'll see uh, some some significant pullbacks. I look forward. I, I like e Easy's approach has been fucking spot on for the year. Basically, I, I just like this is going to end up being uh, an iconic trade uh, for him in his uh, in his life. And I think that it only took two prior cycles to get here. You know, yeah. like that's the one thing everyone forgets about. They're like, oh wow, you just got lucky. It's like, no, I've literally lost so much fucking money the last two cycles to a point that like my accountant has asked if I'm okay. And now finally he's going to be like, yeah, you're good. Like that's, that's the shift in tonality. My accountant has actually gone through a cycle of saying, oh wow, because uh, I had all these losses over the course of years. I had a spike where I'd sold a company. I then just ate losses for like years and years and years. And then, uh, and then had a spike again. And, uh, and then I had another spike. So there's been like, uh, and, and he's looked at it and he's like, it is really interesting um, how you tend to over time revert back to uh, a successful position once you've like, a, like each of the levels that you've unlocked, you usually are able to revert back to that place. There was a, there was a clip I saw on another podcast, the My First Million podcast. Um, and uh, my friend, I think it was, I think it was Sam that was talking about it, uh, but um, actually, no, no, no. It was uh, his co-host, Sh uh, Sean, was on, was on another podcast, and he was saying, basically for entrepreneurs, he was, uh, and he had a group of friends in San Francisco, he's like, the distinction amongst the entrepreneurs that ended up making it and those who didn't was those that just didn't quit. Um, and the ones that stuck around eventually got to a successful place. Um, and, and that, that was like the key thing. They just kept going. So like they'd experienced significant loss at some point during their, I mean, entrepreneurship is one and is a similar thing where you experience high, high, high highs and low lows basically. Um, and he, it was the, it was the exact same thing. It was, Hey, stick around, keep working. The people that have the, the, the grit, the tenacity, the persistence and consistency, they're the ones that end up making it, uh, almost with without fail the duration in which it happened he was like sometimes it took two years sometimes it took five years some people there's winning 10 years later there was a girl that i had seen him interview on the podcast who i personally know i remember when she was getting into entrepreneurship and was like 16 and uh, she's now 33 and she's a billionaire I had no idea that she had become a billionaire, basically, and uh, she just kept fucking executing, basically. And what happened was, a uh, uh, her uh, boyfriend had had a tragic death, uh, un unforeseen death, and she was like, "If I wasn't afraid of anything, and this was my last year, how would I like adjust what I was doing?" But she's just stuck around, like, and that's it it's crazy seeing a lot of the people who I know. There's a surprising number of billionaires that I've seen out of those co the cohort of people that I've met who like just stuck with it basically. So it it is quite uh it, it happens in trading. Trading is a difficult one because people a lot of people can like uh make like use leverage. Well, it's like the dopamine hit of it all. It's like when you come to trading and like short-term trading 
the biggest thing that tends to happen is like someone makes it all in one or two trades and loses it all because like that volatile swing isn't progressive growth, which like progressive growth makes you value it significantly more. And that's literally like my 16 to 18 story was like leverage trading to high hell, making it all and just not stopping because like you chase the dopamine so much. You're like, I, I compounded ICOs back to back to back to back. I was aping anything and just ran it all the way up, but like lost it all because I didn't risk adjust the strategy. But but what's really interesting is the same pattern and uh, commenter asked, who's the girl? Uh, her name's Jessica Ma or Jess Ma. Um, and, uh, her, the accounting firm, she has an accounting business. I'd, I'd run into her in the street a couple of years ago and was like, just, Hey, well, like long time and we were chatting and I was asking for actually accounting advice and she was going to introduce me with someone who could, uh, help me out, be, uh, and ended up helping out at like, uh, I didn't go with her, her business ultimately, but, um, holding on to the business, I'd been holding on to a business entity that lost a bunch of money basically. And uh, I was like debating shutting it down. And I was like, I, I want to keep these carry forward losses. Well, lo and behold, I kept it and it ended up saving me a bunch of taxes. But uh, the thing I was going to say, Easy, there's a distinction. Your bet that's going to play off, though, is not from leverage trading. The no, it's conviction in Solana at $8 where I was like, I sat there and was like, I had this thesis at 260 The thesis hasn't changed. And if anything, has only gotten stronger because the risks are now truly gone. And either this goes to zero and I have to do it again and I'm comfortable doing that or I'm going to make it. I don't I don't want to put you on the spot, but there's moments where your conviction is tested, right? Like 100 percent, 1000 percent at eight dollars and 40 cents. I was like, I might actually go broke again. Like there is a <laughs> chance where I might be back in the situation where I have thirty dollars to my name. And let's just fucking do it. Like that was the mentality was like, fuck it. It's if, if this happens, it happens. And I think that's the thing. The same thing happens with entrepreneurship. The same thing happens in investing. The, the highest wins ultimately go to the people with the greatest conviction in a narrow focus of something that they have a lot of information on, that they have a lot of passion about, that their their whole life is committed to. And I think that that's the case. So your your win is not from trading. Your win is from conviction, which is a shift of of your own strategy because the way that you lost the money and made the previous money was fast fast money fast losses basically is the thing that happens it's helped because i do keep like a small stack that i know is probably going to go to zero but it like keeps that itch like i'm like this is cool if i compound but i've also adjusted some of that where i'm like taking some away from that stack to put in the long-term bags that i don't touch like i use a ledger for the long-term bags bags because my adhd it's too many steps to go and like get that i'm like I don't want to press the buttons. I don't want to do the stupid shit. Like only if I'm absolutely going to go and deal with this, will I do it? I mean, it almost makes it, well, on the ledger side, there, there's some other things there. There's a hilarious comment that Sarah Scripps said. She said, and her name is Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. No, Taylor Swift was not a uh, hustling entrepreneur uh, back in the day. The, the girl that I, that I mentioned, Jess Ma, she, she is just uh, an ultimate entrepreneurial hustler i mean she she had she has all, all the positive attributes of uh, a successful entrepreneur now now she's successful but uh, i i do think it's worth noting only because there is this audience of people and you see it on solana heavily i mean just look at our own uh I, I, like look, look at the traders of any project on solana and uh, what you see is a lot of people that are trying to make those incremental gains and uh 
they're in there like I see people buying at one, selling it for a one sole loss, hoping that they can like make the move to the other thing that they can like make that bet. They're just going to chop themselves into oblivion, basically. It's just not going to work out. And the hilarious thing is they're operating in an illiquid market, trying to trade it like it's just like the most liquid thing ever, basically. And with size, like a lot of these people are trading with like 40 to 60% of their bag size on that one trade, which is like a thing that a lot of like figuring out your bag like structure and the, the, the your actual allocation to some of this stuff helps you much further. Like if you take 10% instead of 70%, you kind of cut out the emotions. When you're trading with 70% of your portfolio, you're an emotional trader and there's no way to argue that. The, the emotional side is so spot on. There were moments, I, it's also conversely, I will say if you make a, a high conviction bet, you still need to have the plan for the future of what your like exits are and what, what you're sort of target, targeting with it. Because uh, that's another thing where you're taking the screenshots because you're hitting the numbers where you have suddenly millions of dollars or something like that. Or in, if you're starting smaller, you have thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars that you went from like a small bet into something significant. I think of like going, in my case, I spent $2,000 on Bored Apes. That made 99% of, of uh, my money during that run. And I just had conviction on that bet which is crazy to say because i had no fucking clue who those people were so looking back on that hindsight i just got fucking lucky like completely like to be completely honest and and, and that that's the uh uh the biggest thing there um but there were opportunities to invest and the biggest thing was we were we were here every day like uh, at that time we we were just active on twitter paying attention to what was going on all of us were so we had a sort of pulse on the market essentially um but i have a last comment on this i have a friend who i used to always trade crypto with and he said i have no money in crypto anymore and uh and i'm living life and it's super comfortable right now and uh you know i settled a lawsuit he's a lawyer and, and made a bunch of money off of it and i have you know five years of cash like uh sitting in my bank account um and I guess he's just spending through it. I have no, I have no idea. Um, but uh, he was like, um, the situation that he the the he was sitting in, he has no conviction in the on the crypto side. Basically, he was just in there trading, trying to make that quick buck, and traded himself out. I don't know if he ended up. He could have made like ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, something like that. But he's going to miss out on his general generational wealth opportunity as it applies to that investment because he's so bit like. Uh, but conversely, I mean, there's nothing wrong. He's doing well, uh, you know, as a lawyer. But yeah, it, it, it's having that high conviction play is, is is the way to go. So, and and you've shifted easy, I think, is what is what I matured, Nick. Yes, easy. So I know you have obviously you have massive conviction in Solana. When you have that much conviction, how do you decide and pick these sell targets? These price targets are like, okay, I'm going to unload my bag here, knowing that you have that much conviction in something like Solana. Because it's the same thing for any cycle. And that's kind of the thing is like, right now I'm like, my conviction is stop to DCA at 100, only then buy red days because I've been averaging in for so long at that point that like I'm comfortable with the size of the, the allocation. And there's other ways to then like start more aggressively staking, start doing things and staking in different locations to still compound in a less financially spend way. But the exit targets for me are like, I'm confident we go all time high. And then for me, I'm like, I think 700 is my target. So I want to start scaling once we hit all time high small 
and scale more aggressively as we incrementally hit mental numbers. Like mental numbers are such a big part of trading. So like 300, 400, 500, 600. And realistically, like $690 is like where I probably exit just for the memes, just to be like, yeah, I sold it all at 69, uh, just for fun, you know? But if, if we don't get there, it's also like, if we start pulling back really aggressively, I'm still so much in the profit that I can take profit and exit comfortably. But it's like having this plan and this conviction, like the stop loss for me was basically like, dude, we go to zero and I just go broke, which is like a terrible thing. But it worked out because I was like, dude, I'm just so disgustingly bullish on this that I don't see a point where me trying to exit here is a bad move. And I see some people like, yeah, crypto NFT drummer said, why sell it all? There, I absolutely will keep some. Like that's the thing is like, I don't mind keeping a hundred soul just sitting for eternity. You know, Wait, like just to have exposure. What do you think of Beanie's tweet yesterday about these all L1s, basically, like his thesis there that Solana is the ETH of the previous cycle. And if Solana is the ETH of the previous cycle, um, then which ultimately from the bottom, you ended up getting what it went down to. How low did ETH go? 160, 250, something like that? The lowest? Uh, during that, the last. $80. Year. $80? Yeah. Okay, so it went from eighty dollars to four thousand, and yeah. so that means that Solana goes from what eighteen dollars to a thousand or something like that. Um, yeah, he's he he mentioned Aptos for example. What I mean, I don't want to touch Aptos. That's to me is like because Aptos launched last cycle. Technically, I'm more interested in the stuff that launched this cycle. Like Celestia is really interesting, which is Tia. Um, there's a couple others that I'm I'm waiting for. Like Eigenlayer is going to be launching. I'm really interested in that. Uh, some of these other plays, like even like Wormhole and Layer Zero's token, I'm really interested in. So like Celestia is a token that I've also been averaging into, just really small. Like I think I only buy like twenty dollars a day since its launch, which is panned out beautifully. That so that's an interesting approach. I like the the size here. Um, I, I also find that Beanie's become way more shilly. Uh, uh, yeah, he yeah. sold his account. He sold yeah, his account. I, yeah, I, agree. I mean, I, I commented. Think- I want to say six months ago and said. Uh, I like copy pasted the Pentoshi tweet. So Pentoshi had a viral tweet a long time ago where someone was like, you sold your account, da, 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 da. And this isn't how you normally tweeted. Like your verbiage is different. And I made that comment to Beanie as like a joke. And he comments easy. At some point, everyone sells their account, winky face. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, he shit. didn't sell his account, dude. You, <laughs> that that yeah, is hard. He did. he did, man. He's like last time, like his his tweets just... Like the way he used to put out his conviction plays and um, it, it, I don't know, like you had to like really follow his account to know that this, this right now, it feels so different. It's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, like, like back in the day, if you ever called your friend and, um, and they're like brother, or like say their sister answered and their sister, like the sister was your friend, you'd be like, wait, you sound different. And then you knew it was the other sister, like many Sisters and families have the same voices. That's how I feel like Beanie is right now. Like you think you're talking to the same person, but you're not. You're talking to somebody who has somehow managed to like probably with ChatGTP, like make it sound like him, but his insights are just not even close to what they were before. I feel like he's really behind the curve and Beanie was always at the front of the curve. It is weird, the 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 trades that he's talking about. I, but I mean... I don't know. Maybe he's also in a different space at the moment. So I, I'm I'm sort of like split with. Uh, I don't know what my position is. I don't think he sold his account, 
but I did DM him and was like, yo, you should uh, come back on the show. Cause he came on the show, uh, during like, as we were headed into the bear and I, I recall just giving him a hard time basically about the, uh, uh, what was, what was the thing that he, oh, about blue, um, which was, uh, ridiculous. Um, so yeah. I don't know the 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 whole the whole situation there, dude. His blute situation, I still I like feel for Beanie on that because he's the only one that got lit up for it. The only there's one. Four fa- there's four founders. Three of them still like relatively active. Nobody gives a shit about them. And blute was a free mint. Like, right? Everybody always says free mints can't rug, but like when Beanie does it, it's a rug. Um, it well, is. Yeah. Uh, we got to get him on the show again. We can uh, we can grill him. I remember you guys did that. I think it was at the beginning of the year in January. That Came was fun. back, did a little uh, PR tour. I want to pivot slightly. Uh, we don't have to talk about this too much, uh, but I tweeted last weekend about these uh, Solana phones. I'm like, why the hell are these things selling for anywhere near two, $3,000? I was so wrong on that. Uh, so these Solana phones, I they easy. Can you tell us a little bit about that? The airdrop that, happened yesterday i believe it was like 200 access protocol 261 united states dollars just right into the bank account chief it was great uh they just tweeted out hey go to this site if you have the saga genesis pass you can claim a hundred thousand tokens it was equivalent to 250 bucks 260 i sold it immediately uh, i sold my bonk also at like 840 dollars so i think i'm sitting on just four dollars under 1100 on each of the phones just by simply selling them and holding it so it's been pretty sweet i'm not mad about it so I'm going waiting forward. to find out today if I get my phone, by the way, guys. We get emails. We get emails to say. Wait, I have, nev- I have never been so nervous. Uh, yeah, because they may have oversold stock. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> you find out today. You find out today. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so they may have oversold stock. Dude, they definitely did. He's so pissed. I was, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, well, a, a, everyone I feel like is just, I feel like the price is going to dump. People are going to floor the shit out of theirs if these things are selling for four or $5,000. Easy. How are they? What do you mean they're going to floor it? What, why would they floor? The price goes up when supply is limited, uh, Clemente. Well, people don't have them yet. You haven't gotten them shipped to you. So there's a bunch of unshipped supply that people just don't have yet. Um, that when when it gets in their hands, people are going to start selling that. I, is my thesis. But easy. How do you think these are being valued right now? Considering that the phone costs six hundred bucks, you've gotten it comes with bonk, it comes with that airdrop. Right now, it's pretty much trading at four or five thousand dollars. Is this basically being looked at as a limited twenty k collection that's seen as maybe like Anatoly's collection, basically, maybe that they can get future airdrops for? Is that basically it? I think you're smoking crack, Clemente. What okay, awesome analysis there by Easy. Uh, okay, oh, no, 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 but for real, for real, for real. For real. God damn, <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> uh, it was funny in Easy's mind. Easy, I'm Easy's hilarious. I'm so funny. It's like uh, that was a great joke. It was good. I got him. But okay. I think that the big thing is like the future. Like someone just started a blatant lie yesterday that every Saga phone was going to get a hundred thousand Jupiter, which like at current OTC markets is like seven thousand dollars which is just crazy. Uh, like there's just no shot that they're going to get that. Um, but the thing is, you've seen Anatoly and Raj both tweet, the two founders who are like, this thing is a D pin, which is like a way for people to build on top of it and reward people. 
and they have this locked NFT to the wallet on the phone. So like you can actually see who owns the phone and reward those users. I don't think right now, like I'm not going to, I think spending six grand on a, on a Solana phone is a terrible decision. It is an award-winning phone, which is awesome. Like that's, that's great. Granted, the award is for the worst cell phone of the year, but hey, we're, listen, beggars can't be choosers in this market. You got to look at it too. And it's like, they've already seen more interest from like Samo and some of these other things that want to reward the phone and are like, hey, how do we get an airdrop to this? How do we give some money to it? Um, and what's the easiest way to do that? Like, that's the thing for me where I'm like, okay, this seems interesting, but me and Bunny were talking this morning and we're like, he's adamant you won't get $5,000 worth of value out of the phone. I think you do based on airdrops alone. Got Maybe it. you get 5,000, but it's over an extended period of time. Yeah, like 12 months, take, yeah. I'd rather take five grand right now. Like, you are on drugs if you don't sell this thing on eBay. <laughs> well, hold on. I didn't see. Everyone said five grand. What? Where are the five grand sales? Ever eBay sold listings, so filtered many. by sold. There's multiple from 3,500. Highest is seven grand. couple wash trades mixed in there, too, at like 15 yeah, grand. Just, yeah, just seven grand. Is that is that a real one? 3,500, 3,200 today, but 41. I would be flooring it immediately. Like, I'm not even wait, Dude, I would have sold it before the phone even got to my house. So if they canceled it on me, like, I would be in deep shit, right? Like, I would have already promised it to another person. I was thinking about that. Like, can I uh, just take a screenshot of my order? And and basically just uh, go resell it on here. Yeah, so Nick, people do this all the time with, like, PS5s. They'll sell just the box, right? Yeah. And like you have to have careful wording on your on your post, and then you just dude, you just give them the box, right? You don't have to give them a phone, or maybe claim your bonk, then send it to them. There's a lot of different ways, dude. This is yeah, selling this phone at five thousand dollars makes a ton of sense. What do you? I mean, uh, there is so my my question here, easy is, is this suddenly going to become like? The Dude. iconic phone that yes. basically is going yes. to be a, a yes. network of people. Yes. It is kind of cool. I made a post yesterday about Hive Mapper and Helium and how people are actually getting paid for their data now, which like they don't need to rely on a third party cell phone provider or an API from like Google Maps. You can actually pay people to do the work that those same platforms are doing and reward the users, which is the, a big thesis for a while is like owning your data. And this is exactly what we're seeing is like people are actually now able to monetize themselves in the effort that they put in, which I think is the most interesting part of this. What does that have to do with blockchain though? Like, does that necessarily, it falls into the the ethos of it, but I feel like- Decentralization, but you can do it without a blockchain. It's just cool that it's happening on a blockchain, which is really interesting to me because they can reward the token as like a monetary incentive for it, which yeah, I'm bag biased for sure. I have two phones, so definitely bag biased. But that's the other thing for me is like, that's the other thing for me is like, I just think it's a really cool paradigm shift that we're seeing of people able, being able to actually sell their own data instead Alert. of it just going away. I just want to point out to the audience, the phrase paradigm shift was used. So you want to be careful when you, whenever you hear that. Paradigm's not involved. Okay. No, I'm just saying paradigm shift. When you hear that together, you know that you're near a top uh, uh, in, terms of the, in terms of the price action. That's why- that's why I'm aggressively liquidating the tokens that I get to the phone immediately. I, I can't wait till the Saga 2 comes out with even better re- and they have to up the <laughs> rewards. And then every Saga 1 holder is just absolutely yeah. coping on the time. Well, Funny, yeah, this they- is going to make more than 5000 this year. Like, I, like, I'm hoping to get a phone, but like, I, I don't know. When I was going to buy this phone, I was just, there was this moment where I just didn't buy it. I was like, just looking at the purchase being like, this is costing $650 for a phone that I'm never going to 
use? Who am I? Why am I buying phones? Why? Like I kept questioning myself and I was like, I have become that idiot in the middle of the curve. Like I was just like, just drool and buy. This is going to make 5,000, more than 5,000. How much you leave on the table? I don't know. Cause you said like, if it makes 6,000, I was listening to you on the show and I was like, you said like, if it makes 6,000, okay, what's the big deal? I might as well floor it at five, which I agree. You've only left 1K on the table. But the fact that a phone can easily make more than $5,000 in one year and the speculation is there to drive the price up, in that itself is worth having the phone. It's a really interesting network effect also primarily because you now have this device where people can take the action. It's almost like the one of the problems with a lot of NFT projects is some percentage of them just forget it's in their wallet and disappear. Well, and I think the most interesting thing is what Fran said is Fran's going to leave one of his sealed. Like he's like, I'm literally never going to open it and just tuck it away because he's a huge collector. Like he genuinely collects. That's really interesting to me is like what happens in 10 years if you just have a sealed saga? Like that is that's fascinating because like, yeah, sure, it could go to zero. But what if it doesn't? So I, I also think there's some like what would be cool is all, if all the saga phone people got put in a group chat. And uh, and suddenly that's where all the alpha gets released, right? Like this is an NFT. So, that would be so like, funny. So, I mean, that that said, an easier way, just heads up, is to go into the uh, Bodagos Discord. But uh, because we also got Wu now in there, basically sharing all of his trades. Not financial advice, by the way. It, you're not every. Did hit an eight X and a six X yesterday, though, on the two shares. Just saying, Wu's doing well. I'm 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 pissed at so. What channel do I need to be in? Crypto in trades, but there's a role for his pings. So if you go in and go into uh, role assignments, there's like a woos call thing. Okay. Ping. If you go in there and hit the little evil Pepe, who's like, I've been getting some of those. We do a lot of giveaways in the Discord also. A ton. Pre-sales for whales, giveaways. Dude, hey, listen. You know, when, when people like the art on the dogs more and more as uh, financial incentives align, we definitely get more pre-sales and allow lists from other projects for sure. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. What's the channel that I go to to add that? Roll ping. It's a little meat bone uh, right under welcome. Very last one. And then if you go in there and hit the little evil Pepe, it'll give you get notified for Wu's alpha plays. And that, that number is currently skyrocketing as people are listening. I literally don't see that channel, but we don't need to discuss hey, hey, you can open a You can open a ticket, uh, Zendesk, and I'll take it you. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> You. Um, Did you go through any of those tickets yesterday, Clemente? I some, but I need to create like an actual sauna workflow so I can get them over to you because half of them are about are bones related or dev related stuff that I have no idea what to do. But you know what's not dev related or has any issues or needs any customer service because it's so easy to set up is the Moon Lab NFT display. We're going to give a quick shout out to our partners over there. They have an NFT frame that just minutes. We're down to 73% batteries. So it, I, I think it's something that lasts a few hours. You, generally speaking, you should keep this uh, on the charger when, when you get it. And I, that seems kind of reasonable, to be completely honest. Absolutely. You can plug it in. It's the only NFT display that comes with a battery. So if you have a fancy dinner, right, and you're like, hey, I want to go show off my NFT display, you can go take it out, unplug it. Carry it. You know, bring that bad boy with you and then pass it around the table and be like, yo, check out my art. You can say, yo, what's up? Check out my, or you pass that thing around like a blunt. Hey, and it also comes with a display stand. Smoke and it. A wall. <laughs> you know, take a hit of that art. It t- um, It's good. You know, it's some of that good shit. 
it's it's great. Nick's got that Max Payne in there. It looks absolutely phenomenal. It has the highest resolution for a display of that size. And by the way, you can go to moonlaboratory.com and use promo code NIFTY10 for 10% off your display. Go check that out. We also have a pinned tweet uh, showing their pre-sale. It might get there in time. It would be a perfect holiday gift for your fellow DJs. So shout out to Moon Lab. Um, next quick hitter I want to talk about is these. So all over Twitter yesterday, I couldn't scroll through Twitter without someone talking about Moonbirds potentially being related to an acquisition. Uh, Nick, you are an acquisitions and VC extraordinaire. I am. My take, you are. My thought process is like, this is pretty much a nothing burger because these things take so long. Uh, how fast do these types of conversations have? Assuming they're just starting out. Let's say maybe Kevin Rose is floating the idea of a, getting acquired or selling Moonbirds to someone. How long does that process usually take? That is hilarious that that's what the rumor is. I'm not surprised. Uh, what I'd like to buy them for pennies and, uh, just, and, and then just shut them down you know, and uh, just screw over the holders, you know, that'd be an incredible acquisition opportunity. You know, I have no idea. Um, I think the, uh, the startup wasn't, look, it hasn't panned out the way that they've anticipated, uh, but I, I don't, what, what's the, who are they saying the acquirer is? They're not saying well, anyone. The, the, ru the rumor I heard was that Kevin is begging Gordon Goner and Luca Nets to take over the project. That's like I, I, that's, no a, that's a real rumor. That's a real rumor, Clement. No, that is a real rumor. And I'm actually like, all right, I'm gonna air it out. I got some inside source here that uh, it has in fact been shipped around, has in fact been shipped around to certain parties that may or may not have been previously mentioned. I told you. So like, that's a very valid rumor. Very valid rumor. Uh, there's plenty of businesses, Clemente, that t spend years trying to ship around an, oppor an opportunity and it doesn't work out. I'm not going to name names right now because it would be disrespectful to some of the uh, parties that were involved in uh, acquisitions and mergers. But the, uh, the, the thing that I would say is it's meaningless. Uh, the, fa the, the rumor is more about the fact that he's bringing it around and trying to uh, get acquired. It doesn't completely surprise me. Um, the best time would be if they, they need an announcement to get a pump, to get some momentum going, basically. Like, that's the biggest thing. It, it, and and it's that's the missing gap that we've seen from a lot of projects in this space as a whole, is the NFT space is really built on, like, FOMO and, like, uh, various moments. Someone did hashtag Crow Must Go uh, for Cairo. Um, which is hilarious. Uh, but I, I, I think like ultimately uh, th it, they need that momentum and hype to, to come back because then they could get a potential acquisition and people would find it interesting. The idea that pudgy penguins or have the hype though, Nick, when it was acquired, there was no hype. When what was when pudgies were acquired, there well, was, it wasn't around wire is during that. But I'm saying when you want to sell, is when is when you have the hype. So like if you're the seller, you're looking for the highest price. If you're the buyer, you're looking for the lowest price. So yeah, that's why I said I'd love to buy Moonbirds for pennies on the dollar. That sounds like a, an interesting thing. That said, it becomes an obligation now. Like what are we going to suddenly we add a bunch of tokens into our ecosystem? Anyone that's been in the NFT space has no fucking interest in buying and adding tokens to the supply in a way that through a merger, it just doesn't make any sense. 
we've seen people attempt it and it's it's just always universally a disaster. I think the private equity approach is the approach that makes sense. The people that have pulled that off so far, the best is Cool Cats. Uh, uh, interestingly enough, Cool Cats has been able to bring back a little bit of relevance through uh, their Macy's drop, Macy's Day Parade. It shows that they're able to get distribution in a similar way that Luca is. They have a cartoon that they've released, which is kind of interesting. I've seen some of the clips of it, and it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I don't know if like the narrative is great, but also like I was a kid when I was, uh, you know, uh, I was like 60 years ago and an expert on this subject, um, <laughs> for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I, but I could see an acquisition. It's just a very narrow market of people that are, that are poised for acquisition in this, which is why I kind of like where, um, uh, well, I don't need to talk about our own business, but like, I think you need a corollary business that's associated in real world uh, sort of uh, comparison. Otherwise, you end up with crypto acquirers, which is what we saw with there was uh, the block getting acquired, for example. And I think the, the, the people that acquired them were a crypto VC and PE firm. And so that's like a very small niche. And they're going to work you over for uh, for any of those sorts of deals because there's just not a lot of people that are looking in that space. That said, they have capital and they have a plan. And the, and so that's who you're looking for um, in this space. The idea that Pudgy or Yuga would acquire it, to me, feels completely meaningless because they don't need to. Like, other side has enough attention that, like, any, you know, hip project or project at the moment would be really interested. I, I know... I, for Bodagos and our other pro and the the uh, portal PFP, um, I'd love to have those characters inside of other deed so or other side. So like, yeah, they don't need uh, uh, Moonbirds. What were you gonna say, Bunny? I don't think I don't think the rumor is pudgy. I think this would be like a side quest for Luca and you got to remember, uh, Gordon's not even really at Yuga, right? He's just an advisor now. So this would just be like him is his like new venture, right? Even I, if there's listen, if there's a point zero one percent chance that it happens, this the the floor price like it's worth buying almost at one point eight ETH. And then the floor would go to seven, maybe ten ETH if if Gordon and Luca took it over. Well, yeah, but dude, a side quest to me just feels like uh. So then Pudgy's floor is going to go down at a minimum if that if that were to happen. Um, I ju I just don't think. Dude, they they don't need distraction. Gordon, did, I understand. Did Foo, Fight, did Foo Fighters dilute the value of Nirvana? No, right. I mean, it's just like a sideband, dude. Okay, that's an awful comparison. That's because comparison. No, Foo Fighters came after Nirvana. Well, yeah, the the guy killed himself, but <laughs> so yeah. I mean, dude, like that. That's just an awful comparison. Uh, did it so, dilute the value? What about so one of the things I was thinking about last night as I was reading this is like what about art blocks potentially acquiring it and then it being related to some of the future drops that they do that's the only one where I was like that could potentially make sense however I was also thinking like hey would it make sense for me to buy a moonbird oddity at point 0.1 eth and no. just let that thing hold because it could have some upside related to moonbirds and the downside is limited because it's just grempling art 
Are you upside down in the Southern Hemisphere, Clemente? Why would Art Blocks be buying Moonbirds? They've got enough on their plate and enough brand positioning that they need that that like they're trying to push into outside of the NFT space and then go and acquire another yeah. NFT project. And I think Pudgies and Luca, like Luca needs like Luca sounds like somebody who is laser focused on just generally laser focused and then especially on Pudgies. I do not see that happening. Gordon, nice little Hail Mary pass if that does play out. But it's like, also, they've got the 50 million investment from A16Z. So I think there needs to become some kind of conversation around how much this actually gets sold for. I don't think 1 million is, is even close to enough. But in terms of like po like potential acquisitions, it'll probably, become, probably come from within the community more likely. A bit like how you had with Gutter Cat Gang, where it was the guy who was, um, sorry, I forget his name. Yeah, that's worked out great. No, but like, oh. I'm just saying as, as who is most likely to acquire this is probably going to come from within the community rather than an outsider who's already trying to like really develop a brand and position themselves as, you know, one of the top, like the, the, the top businesses in the space. I heard the janitor at NYU was actually particularly interested. This guy is like a freaking wizard. You know, he, uh, he, he's been, he's been sort of showing up to classes that he's not enrolled in. And uh, he's been solving all the math problems, actually. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a really good movie. Really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but this is NYU, okay? It's not NYU. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> so he's, uh, well, he's, he's sitting in on uh, film classes, and uh, it's, it's going really well. Um, and he's going to acquire Moonbirds. <laughs> I think it's pretty promising. Moonbirds is not as in as bad of a position um as uh as like gutter cat was um but i mean i guess it's well on its way <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's 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 not that far off it's a okay uh, it's at a 1.80 floor i was surprised to be honest they were at a, a 2.2 e floor just 30 days ago they've been pretty much down lonely they're at 1.7 now and it's it's not really surprising like no pumps every pump in this space at, at, at the moment is not is mostly not sustained the side where it is sustained to a certain degree is solana uh what solana is where a lot of the narrative is just has just shifted on the nft side and i and once people move over there and actually use the platform and start operating there they're like well this is just as good uh it's actually better so why the hell like why am i trading on eth and everyone and it just makes you resent the ETH trades, and it makes you reduce the amount of trades. I don't see an environment where everyone is aping into ETH NFTs and the gas wars of 2021 and early 2022 happen again. I just don't see it happen. I see it happen maybe like sporadically, but just not on. It was daily activity of minting shit NFT projects and people just aping into them. Yeah, so I have, I, I figured it out. This is how Moonbirds can turn it around. They get acquired. The guy that acquires them bridges them, or the guy or gal bridges them to Solana, restores CC0, and they become the art collector's PFP on Solana for uh, artists looking to bridge their collection there. Hmm? I mean, you're muted, Signal, but the... Uh, uh... I just want to know what Clemente's smoking down there. He's come out with some wild art. Becomes the art. Sorry, say that again. The art collector's PFP over on Solana. Solana, yeah. Because okay. if you think about it, Solana does not have very good PFPs compared art. to yeah, very good art. Ethereum PFPs are way better on 
than than Solana. Yo, you need to watch your mouth, player. What what, what do you think? What, what how about Bodagos? Yeah, I'm not. I'm saying the majority. Like, if you look at the average rating of a PFP, I'm gonna agree. Who the hell invited this guy? <laughs> I agree with that today. <laughs> Dude, I I have I don't think I've had a good take on this show in the last like month. Everything I say, I'm like, yo, yo, what about this? I was like, yo, what the, f- <laughs> what are you? No, talking? no, keep, dude, keep them coming, Clemente. We're just gonna keep slamming your takes, uh, and hopefully, like, there's. Right, I got another one. I got. You want another one? Yeah. Another one? Oh God forbid. Let's hear it. I got a buy. I'm looking at right. So. Oh shit. Ooh. What, how, what do we ready to make some big moves? Hold on. Big let me get my wallet ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm here too. I'm here too. <laughs> but this is a long term buy, so I'm. I like on chain monkeys here at one point four. So here's my thesis on it. You want exposure to ordinals. You've seen Bitcoin frogs. Hey, guess who picked them for winner of the month? Me at 0.12. And they're at 0.45 now. Just buy, just throwing that in there, by the way. Did you buy then? No. You think Clemente got 0.12 Bitcoin? Oh, oh, whoa. Sorry, 0.12 Bitcoin. I thought it was 0.12 ETH. Okay. Wow. All right. Continue. <laughs> so you... I don't even want to talk about this. No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, come on. You know what? It's a good, it, no, it's a good thesis. Go for it. Go for it. It's a good one. OCM, good call. All right. I like these. I like these at 1.4. I think if ordinals continue to rip, I think eventually these catch on and are a safer bet and cheaper bet for the quality of team you're getting with it for getting into ordinals at this price. People want exposure to it. They don't know what to buy and they want something safe. They want something long-term. And they just raised a buttload of money. I like OCM at 1.4. At 1.4 BTC? No, no, no. Ethereum. They're a 0.08 BTC. Uh, and w- and w- where do you bu- do you buy them on ordinals? You can buy either one. You can teleburn it to uh, ordinals if you buy it on ETH, or you can just buy it on, on ordinals right now. Interesting. Uh, maybe there, are there arbitrage opportunities there? Yes, I believe the uh, Bitcoin one is more expensive because they're already bridged over and possibly you can get a little bit of a provenance play there. But that's my call. I like that. It would be a longer term play. Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, Bitcoin uh, or ordinals is a high stakes place at this point in time is what it really feels like. Dude, you got Bitcoin frogs at 0.38 uh, f- floor for a. Uh, uh, on the ordinal side, you got ordinal maxi biz at 0.55 BTC. That's crazy. Like that's like an incredible position. And what is that in e- Like how does that compare? That's that's nearing like board ape territory at that point in time. It's like twenty thousand United States dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Not, not nearing board apes, but, but it's pudgies. Well, directly it's pudgies. is directly yeah, nearing it. It's pudgies, like almost to a T. Pudgy penguin price. Uh, and and I p- apologize. We have the elite artist rocking an OMB saying uh, it needs it's on Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the God's chain, according to Pio, who's also on stage with us. Uh, I I can't be misspeaking here about Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I think ordinals are interesting. And apparently, easy. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be totally crazier, but I saw a couple tweets that like reason why ordinals are seeing so much volume right now is the majority coming from Asia. Yeah, so it's OKX. Oh my God, here's uh, racist, racist, up. racist commentary. No, here. no, it literally is. It's OKX has backed uh, BRC twenties in ordinal buying. Why do you just app. say the Asians? Easy, because why the, don't, you just say it? Why don't, don't, don't say that. Yeah, because the platform's called OKX, and they just have a large Eastern audience that utilizes the platform. Okay, Nick, you okay over there, man? No, I'm just I, I'm saying it in defense. 
in defense of Asians. That's what I'm saying. But you're out here just like go continue on. Sorry, like sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's fine. It's it's totally fine. Uh, yeah, I just think OKX is the the backer of the driving volume for it. They've listed BRC twenties. They made it easier to buy ordinals, and OKX is an approved exchange in Hong Kong. So that is a large reason behind it. Uh, we're not uh, we're not getting ahead of anything here, Nick. I don't know where you're going with this. OKX is a a well known racist dog whistle. Okay, that's what I'm just saying. That oh. that, that that for easy. So just be careful with some of the stuff. Okay. Well, my bad. So OKX is the exchange. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that was part of it. Um, I've been I was seeing a lot of uh, Bitcoin frogs being posted by uh, accounts that were I don't know the where in Asia, but they were written in uh, letters that I didn't understand and that I could not read. So uh, that was possibly some of the, the big exposure that Bitcoin frogs uh, were getting. Uh, yeah, that, that's the only other call I had was I, I thought on-chain monkeys were interesting at 1.4. Operators I'd like at 0.2. They're on my watch list right now. I think they're interesting here. Um, but obviously, they're our partners, so I don't want to shill them too hard. But personally, I'm looking to buy one there. Uh, easy. Is there anything else you're watching at or you're looking at right now with basically a week and a half left in, in 2023? Uh, yeah, I mean, right now it's it's a little bit tougher to buy just because at the end of the year, I don't think we see as much tax loss harvesting. I've started to look more at ETH stuff again, though, because the focus has shifted to Seoul. So like for me, it's like what's overcrowded, a lot of Solana trades, a lot of SPL tokens. I think meme coins on ETH are slowly going to continue to lose liquidity just because it's way easier to trade on Solana. Uh, and just general consumer wise, people are becoming more interested to it. The NFT side, though, on ETH is really interesting to me. Like we saw Overworld Mint for 0.15, currently at a 2.7 ETH floor. You just saw an absolute run on Skyborne go from like 0.1 to 1.28. Grapes also rallying nicely here. So the gaming meta is alive and well, and there's still a bunch of upcoming gaming mints that I'm more interested in seeing. Um, also, by the way, some, some good news. Trezor now supports Solana. Some multiple people tagging wow. me on that. Yeah, that's a big win. So now Pio will be ecstatic about this. No way. <laughs> yes way. Trezor officially now supports Solana. The Model T and Trezor Safe 3 now support Sol as well as SPL tokens. Uh, Pio's well, that... giving a... a um, um, that wasn't right. Uh, he's doing that. No, what? Uh, <laughs> Clemente, don't do that again. Is that Clemente? Clemente, don't do that again. So what what's the uh what what was the uh terminology we came up with the other day for an erection? Fully torqued. Fully torqued. Fully torqued. There there you go. PO's fully torqued on that one. I <laughs> know <laughs> that checks out. So yeah, easy. E e I agree on the the Ethereum side. It feels uh like something has to be coming for Ethereum in general, but I just don't know anywhere to put my money into with gas being so high. I lost money on Pepe. I lost money on Blur. I do. I just can't catch a break out here. So um, you should probably just uh, leave the ledger and the wallets tucked away until the new year, and we'll bounce back way harder. Uh, tax loss harvesting. That's all you're doing. Pepe can't be dead, man. Pepe just goes through, uh, you know, short, uh, you know, pullbacks here. I, I, I don't think that Pepe is dead. I got, yeah. I got a coming from someone who has a couple grand in there. I, I think I have my meme token uh, exposure at this point in time based on my uh, dog with hat. And uh, I have Doge. I have uh, Pepe. Um, I'm good at this point. I love how you were like, you're not going to be able to pry this soul off me by at all. I'm going to be holding on to this thing. And you've just been ripping into dog with hat. It's such a good meme, dude. 
I'm, I'm not like f throwing a bunch of soul at it. I put like seven soul or, or into into dog whiff hat, okay? Which is still a lot. I mean, at this price, that's like five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred well, buckaroos, dude. Um, sorry. I well, you like, should we mention the monitor and wrap this up, yeah. dude? Let's wrap this up. Uh, what are you doing? I thought you you were looking like you wanted to say something. Okay, yeah, well, wrap this up. Uh, one more hell, dude. One more shout out to the one, the only Moon Lab NFT display. You see, Nick has been showing it off all day with his Max Payne, which can be seen at the highest resolution for a frame of that size. You can go to Moon Lab, MoonLaboratory.com and use promo code Nifty10 to receive 10% off your NFT display. Look at that beauty. It's showing it's not just a still picture it's moving a little smooch from nick you can check this out it's a oh, great smoking it oh you're smoking it got it because you, you said can... it, you you bring it to dinner you pass it around like a blunt and it lasts a couple it lasts at least a couple hours we're down to 56 bat about 56 battery right now by the way it looks phenomenal it's for ethereum nfts only for now uh, it's the higher end as they've been calling it um and yeah it looks absolutely great you can go check it out and make a great holiday gift for all of you fellow Gen, so you can go check it out there that's our show everyone thank you for tuning in thank you to my amazing panel despite how much i was getting a roasted today for some of my takes that i thought were good uh but Mir that's gonna be the show we'll be back. Uh, pointed out something important that i think is key there he said the battery will last longer with a static nft versus a gif and that's very true uh so i think i would even argue it may even double it so and jose jose mavoxel is saying that nick could be a catalog model easy so yeah absolutely we agree wholeheartedly nick was doing a great job posing with the the display and uh thank you guys we are going to be back tomorrow at the same time 9 a.m thank you all for tuning in